Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Chen Kui, this is the Cousins AFLW Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin Jados. Coach of NFNL, KFKL, no fife, no life, no fife, no life. I can't believe you, cuz. Why, why not? What are you saying? What does that even mean? It means thank you, mate. You're going to have to explain it. In to- Borat speak. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cooker, mate. Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were just about to record. We'd listened to the intro and Keebs just sat there blankly staring at the ceiling. And then he goes and quickly Googles that. Chen <laughs> It's just funny, mate. You just I wasted wanted, a minute of my life. I wanted to start that intro. the pot off in a unique way this week, mate. <laughs> Something well, you did. fresh for the listeners to, to blast their ears with some good vibes. <laughs> I don't know. I How don't know. You? How are you? Mate, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm a bit flat, to be honest. Yeah, uh, the, the hat dream is over. It's dead. You reckon? I reckon yeah. it's alive. Nah. I it's I feel like I've it's got, alive for me I've to got be honest. So it's a mountain. It's Man, I'm it's th- greater than Everest. I'm three hundred points away and I'm still alive chance, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm sorry to break it to you live on the pod, but you're not winning a hat this year. What's the point then? <laughs> Should we just pack <laughs> for it in? Fun. Should we just pack for it in fun right now? And for joy and what? for hey, this podcast is family bonding time for us. It is, mate. Before you leave if, us <laughs> If not for a hat, do it for me. Do I, it for the family. I will, mate. How far out of of the 100, are you? It About can't be that 89 far. points. The hat dream is well and truly alive. <laughs> what are you talking no, about? No, it is, but I sort of cooked my team. I went backwards this week. And we'll get into it. So, I scored 15-18, which puts my rank down to 176th. Um, and my trades were... I traded Zarika to Randall, which I'll put... A half tick on that trade. I Zarika, call it a, you call it a win. Zarika scored more than Randall. She had 16 tackles, which just quietly is Crazy. Pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but it was a cash grab. Second trade was Schultz to Strom. A, a cash grab and Randall played her best game of the season by far. Yes, yep. Um, I went Schultz to Strom, which is also a small tick. Schultz had a best game in a little while. And also, I was 2K short of Bree Moody, which... Was absolute pain, but I got Strom. I like Strom. I met her on the weekend. She's awesome. Um, and my final trade, I traded Hatchard out, which I got really lucky because she got injured. But I traded her to Bowers, so I had a twenty point. It's a twenty point upgrade, but um, I can't quite give it a tick. Can I? Oh, Kiara Bowers is a bit of a fail. Yeah, you prop. You probably can't. It's. I mean, it's not a. It's not a complete cross it's just a half it's not a win it's not a loss either way i don't know hatchard and bowers were both bad yeah they're both bad but yeah so it was sort of it was the week that could have been awesome but i'm i'm sitting here flat i don't own goldsworthy neither of us own goldsworthy and i'm learning fantasy isn't just about the players that you do own but the ones that you don't own (laughs) that is true and they can bury you they really can no noffy all season they can no goldsworthy they can. The no play- fun. The players that you trade out can bury you as well. And I'll segue into my trades, my score and rank from that. So I scored 1538, a rank 518. So the hat dream, it's I'm not conceding that it's gone, <laughs> but it's 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 a very tall person's reach away. I'm talking Victor Wembenyama. <laughs> arm <laughs> that length, kind of tall, yeah. Arm length away. Um and the trades were Priest to Darcy. That's a win. I'll call that a win. Yeah, 100%. Made myself some points and avoided a, a just horrible cash crash. Uh, the next trade was Blackburn to Anderson, which is super disappointing because Blackburn played her best game of the year for a 122. It was just the Sydney. I was scared she was going to get tagged by Sydney after what they did to Bates. And Sydney's just come back to smack me in the mouth. Two weeks in a row, mate. It hurt me to trade Blackburn. Um. And Anderson was average this week. And then my last trade was Elise Parker to Charlie Rowbottom. So that was good. Charlie Rowbottom was also my C this week, which was nice, but... 
She's so awesome. She's just good. We love Charlie Rowbottom. There's just players' faces that you look at in your team and you just feel safe and warm and cozy and she's one of them. It feels good. Yep. Awesome. Well, let's segue into our hogs and flogs for this week and we're going to start with our hogs. <laughs> All right. My one vote goes to Ella Heads for her 88. What a turnaround. She was my minus three last week. Um, but yeah, 88 for a defender is fantastic. Two votes, Laura Gardner, 134 as my VC, just made me feel safe and happy that I could, you know, go through the weekend with a with a uh, captaincy score locked away. And my three votes, Chloe Malloy, 137, also from the same game, credit where it's due. She had uh, three goals, four, which is just an absurd stat line. And she had 17 score involvement, so she absolutely obliterated the score involvement. She kicked record. Her, kicked her first three behinds in a row as well, and it looked like it could be another Malloy classic of just <laughs> butchering the footy for the whole game and frustrating the owners. But she finally repaid the faith. So she did finally repay the faith, and she is my one vote this week for a hog. She had to get some sort of love back after the the bashing that we've given her for weeks and weeks on end. <laughs> Two votes, Charlie Rowbottom, because. In a way, she saved my week. I had a bit of a VC mishap. I don't know if I'd call it a mishap. I will elaborate on that later. But Charlie Rowbottom was my eventual captain and got to a solid C score after a, a pretty quiet first half as well. So that was good. And my three votes, Noffy, 138. I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing more to be said. She's so lovable. She's so good. All right, we're going to move on to our flogs. Boo! All right, one vote. Nina Morrison. Nina, I'm sorry. 63 just isn't isn't going to cut the mustard. Um, it's, yeah, it was a disappointing week for the forwards for me. Or it was kind of like the highs and lows for the forwards. We had a couple of massive scores and a couple of low ones. So, Nina was just way off the mark of the big ones. I'm just going to jump in here. What does cut the mustard actually mean? I use the term as well... <laughs> as well. But I just you said it, and I was like, "That is just so random." What is it? What I want? I want to know the origin of that term. I do too. The but, phrase, but you asking me live on air is just not the time to ask because I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> All right, two votes. Kiara Bowers, eighty-three points. Now the truth is, I deserve the votes more than Kiara does. I took the plunge. She was she was coming back from injury, but. I do want to say she had three weeks off, cuz. And I feel like where Frio were in their season, it's like, why would you rush her back if she wasn't 100% right to go? You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, what? You're going to miss three weeks and then rush yourself back when Frio are just like basically no chance of making finals with the percentage that they have. Why would you, why would you bring Bowers back? She was clearly limping. I was at the game. Yeah, I, it's bizarre to me. I just thought she's got the easy matchup. She's she's going to be cherry ripe. She's had three weeks off, but no. Nah. She played low time on ground, and yeah, so that's on me. But three votes, Ella Roberts for a 47. Uh, with the nature of Roberts' role, I feel like these kinds of scores are just, you know, what we can expect from her. But you can't push top five if your floor is sub 50. So three votes to Ella Roberts this week. Agree, mate. Um, I've done some glue-glueing and it just, no one knows, apparently. <laughs> cut the mustard. So it's, it's a mystery. It, it's not clear exactly why we say cut the mustard. Some have proposed literal derivation. <laughs> 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 I can't read. Derivations. I've never even heard that word before. There you go. Such as cutting down slash harvesting mustard plants. That must be it. I don't even know what a mustard plant is. I don't know anything, cousin. That's what I've learned today. <laughs> all right, back on to the footy. My hogs, one flogs. vote. Flogs. Yeah, flogs. I'm, out. I'm all over the place today. <laughs> I've, I've rattled myself with my mustard talk. Don't know what's going on. It's been a long day, cousin. All right. <laughs> one vote, Ella Roberts, 47. I know you just said it. It's just disappointing. Disappointing. Two votes, Arla Sheeran, 47. And some people will say this is harsh because she's been good this year. But 
I don't know. It's just disappointing. You, you finally think you've got a defender who's chugging along and, and outperforming the rest. And just these sorts of scores bring them back to the field. And it feels like it happens every week with the defenders at the moment. It's so frustrating. And three votes. Say it with me, listeners. Georgie Presparkis <laughs> for getting to 99 and not 100. This is four consecutive weeks without a ton, mate. She's chewing up an uber premium midfielder spot, and I'm sick of looking at her face in my team. I'm angry at her, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm so over it. I could have got any mid the week that I got her, and I chose her, and she's been horrible, churning out horrible scores. I don't like it. I just don't like it. I'm sick of it. Three votes. She gets all the votes, all the flog votes, Georgia Pressbach. It's so funny. The scores aren't even bad. Three weeks in a row of just like meh scores, but it's so infuriating. There's something about it that is so annoying. Um, it, it, I mean, for me, I paid 1.4 mil after her 140. Yeah. So that that's up there with my worst trade of the season. I haven't experienced a Georgie ton yet. I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> they feel good. They do feel good. Do they? It feels like, it feels like you've it won. It feels like you've won the lottery. I can imagine a slight sense of relief followed by more anger at just the lack of tons still. It's just, it's just been bad. <laughs> she man. was one point short, but it's a big point. It's that it's one point. point. Fi- I would have preferred her score of 40, to be honest. Because <laughs> that way she doesn't tease me. She didn't tease me and almost get there. She would have just missed by a landslide. That's fine, because that's what I expect from her. But she just puts it there. She dangles the carrot, the 100 carrot, and then just yanks it away from you at the last second. I feel bad about yeah. it. Just just quickly, I was actually fuming watching that first quarter. She she was like pushing players rather than tackling them when, when she could have clearly got a tackle stat for it, affected the disposal by wrapping them, about, wrapping them up. But she was just, yeah, just pushing and like doing silly things. Frustrating from a fantasy perspective. And also, just quickly, so the listeners understand, you're rattled because you had an exam today. Big day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did have an exam. Also had to work, mate. It's been a busy week, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just providing an excuse on your behalf. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> the listeners probably heard my rambling nonsense. I'm like, what is, what has happened to Keeves? <laughs> Keeves has lost the plot. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, he has. All right, we're going to move on to Hot Bakes. Hot Bakes. All right, I've just defended you, but Hot Bake number one is going to you. Hey. For making a fool of yourself on air about mustard. <laughs> we just had a... You go, what's a mustard plant? No, I knew... Let me explain this. I just explained it to you off air and you've brought it back to me on air. I'm going to defend myself because I have to now. I didn't, it's one of those things that you don't think about. I've never gone to sleep at night thinking about, you know what? Mustard plants. That's a I thing. wonder what they look like or smell like. It's a. It's a... Logical conclusion to draw from mustard seeds, but I've just never seen or heard of them spoken about, cousin. You've never made that jump in your mind. Yeah, well, it's not a jump that you make. I, I guarantee a lot of listeners right now are hearing this for the first time and they've never like thought about a mustard plant. I'm curious about this. But I hope we get some DMs about this. We're going to have to put a poll on Twitter. Have you heard of mustard plants? <laughs> Oh, we're so far off topic. Again, I could draw that conclusion, but it's not one that was, has been pre-drawn before. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You've defended yourself well. My first hot bake, or my second hot bake, is actually a double whammy hot bake and hot praise for Adelaide's coach, Matthew Clark. So the bake side of it is that he brought in defenders into the team and named Chelsea Randall on the ball... And then played her as a defender for the first half of the game. She had no impact. She was on 23 at halftime. And I was I was upset, to say the least. But the good coach that he is works out when a plan isn't working. Works out when, a star, when his star players aren't having an impact. And then puts Chelsea Randall forward of the ball. And she has a massive second half. Swings her forward. So there's a bit of hot praise for Matthew Clark there. Love it. Is that it? It's a, du- it's, a du- it's a double whammy, that one. A praise and a bake. Yep. All right. I've got two. I've got a, I've got a praise and a bake. I'll start with the bake. And it's to champion Dada for taking so long to update scores that I 
made the wrong choice with my VCC. What I'm talking about is Laura Gardner. I can't remember the exact scores off the top of my head, but she got nine points added post-game, like 30 minutes after the game had ended. And that was late enough for the Gold Coast game to have started. I wanted to use my, my C on Charlie Rowbottom because Gardner hadn't quite scored enough. But the late addition to her scoring got up to... What's she scoring then? 134? 134. 134. So she's on 125. And I was like, I reckon Rowbottom gets that maybe. Wanted to take a bit of a risk. But if I saw that 134 VC prior to the game, because Garden was my VC, I would have just taken it. I would have just taken it. So champion data, just be faster. It's your whole job. It's I, I don't know. It's <laughs> Part of the reason it's so frustrating is because it doesn't happen with the men's game. I don't know why. Like I don't know if they have more staff that work on the men's games. This is just pure speculation, but you don't really ever see like 30 minutes post-game, nine points get added to a player's score. It's happened all year. Bree Davey has had like 12 points added post-game. Players' scores fluctuate enormously up to, you know, 30 minutes to an hour post-game. So champion data, just be faster, please, because it's actually affecting teams. And also, I want to criticize the rolling lockout still because just for people that do anything on weekends with their time besides watch sport it's incredibly frustrating to have to like repeatedly log into your team and fill around and do trades it would be nice to just set and forget vcc throughout the weekend and not have to stress about it so it's a double bake to cd and also just the game in general for not having a fixed lockout like it used to be, cousin. What are your thoughts on the oh, on the lockout it's, situation? Oh, it's such a can of worms because, I mean, there are votes every year and the overwhelming majority want rolling lockout to stay and I think it is here to stay. It, br- it brings it. more strategy to the game, which is cool. But again, I agree with you. It makes weekends difficult if you're working or doing things out and about. You have sporting like events a, or... A, a, an anecdote from this weekend was that Exact thing with Laura Gardner's VC. I had um, a rehearsal yep. and I messaged you and I was like, mate, there's only going to be like 10 minutes between Laura Gardner finishing and um, Robottom starting. And I was like, I'm going to need you to take my non-playing player onto the field and throw the C on them if, if um, Gardner's score is good enough. And so I was stressing. I gave you my login details to do it. <laughs> you did. It's like... It's it's an unnecessary thing to like have to do with your fun hobby on the weekend. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, mate. And it it creates imbalance. It it just goes back to the point of like people that work weekends have weekend jobs, or even I guess some of the people out there that have families and family commitments and sporting commitments and that. It just creates imbalance for the people that are able to sit down and spend time, you know, scrolling through and watching games and that. Those people get, I, I guess, an unfair advantage. Um, it would just be nice to go back to the fixed lockout and it have would be cool, but everyone, everyone on a level playing field. It is what it is, unfortunately. It That's is just how it is. One, one last thing, I actually have another hot praise. I've got my praise too. Oh, you haven't said yours. Do you, you go for it? No, 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 no do you, you go, go for Okay, uh, I'm hot praising us, us, you and me, and West Coast <laughs> as a club for firing Michael Pryor after we called for his job on the pod. <laughs> Are we bad people? Maybe. We did did we lose a man his job? Possibly. Maybe we've got that much influence. I like to think we do, but we were right, cousin, and West Coast is right. And you know what? Some people will will listen to this and they'll think that Keebs is an asshole, but that, he had to go, mate. He had to go and he's gone and we called for it and it happened. So thanks to us. Well done. Yep. Your cousins and our Twitter army. Mate, we've grown <laughs> we've grown enough in power that we're now <clears throat> positively impacting the club that we support. That's what's happened. That's what's happened. So just, hot, hot praise to the cousins. Just a slight correction. I'm pretty sure he stood down. No. No, no, he got fired. I don't think he did. Well I read the article. Maybe today. he listened to the pod and he thought, you know what? Maybe I'm not the man for the job. These <clears> boys know what they're talking about. They clearly know what's up. They've written my obituary for me. I'm just going to step off the platform here. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so just quickly, the quote the quote was, he said that he was planning on moving on at the end of this season and then he wanted to leave on a high after the, after the win on the weekend. 
I reckon he got pushed out. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> just quietly. I also think the same thing, although that's not the public record of what happened. I, I suspect that the that the club were like, yeah, you, you're done at the end of this season. It's the cousin's record. <laughs> <laughs> we, we called for change and change came, mate. All right. My hot praise quickly is actually to West Coast, who came out and responded with action against a team that were fifth, that are fifth on the ladder, that were pushing for top four. That's an incredible win for a team that has just been borderline embarrassing for the whole season. So, hot praise to the Cousins. Hot praise to West Coast players. Yep. Let's go. Agree. Agree, mate. Agree. All right. Fantasy stocks. Okay. We've got a whole bunch of names this week, so we're going to get straight into it with Amy Smith at 576K. Yeah. I don't mind it. She's cheap. Uh, I don't know. Is it... Is it really the point of the season where you want to be bringing these players in? She's also at a giant risk. Her scoring has just been super inconsistent throughout the year. She started well, obviously, and then had a bit of a dip. Probably not one for me, but yeah, I just that's I, that's my thoughts as well. Um, she's she is cheap, but she hasn't really had any change of role. She's just an inconsistent player. And with two weeks to go, yeah, I don't think that's what you want. They do play Adelaide this week as well. Yeah. All right, next player. Sorry, you looked at me and then I looked at you. <laughs> it's you, my turn to speak. You've got the list. <clears throat> All right, next player, Jordy Allen at 644K. I like this a bit more. What did she score on the weekend? 60, 60, 60 the flat, dot. yeah. So she's coming off a 70 75 and a 60, yeah. yeah. Um, she smashes the eye test. I've been saying it all year. Even when she was scoring poorly, she just she's quite an athletic lass. Um, she impacts the game really strongly and she's kind of moved up a little bit more around the ball. I like what she brings to the table. I don't mind her as a cheaper option. Um, I think you could do a lot worse in defense. Yeah, I actually got to watch most of this game on the weekend, and she was playing quite a lot on the wing and looked really good. So it seems like she's, yeah, way higher up the ground and able to impact in that way. So I, I like it. All right, next player is Daisy Darcy at 671K. Yeah, I still like it. We've both brought her in. in both co- owners, yeah. Consecutive weeks. Um. Obviously, did the priest down to her trade. I just, I think she's solid. I think she'll average around the sixty mark for the rest of the year. If you're looking for a cheap defender, she's another one that ticks the boxes. Okay, well, who would you pick out of those two, Allen and Darcy? Um, oh, I don't know. Darcy, <laughs> it's a, it's Darcy's hard. had back-to-back sixties off the top of my head. Yeah, Allen with the seventy and the sixty. It's hard question. It's pretty to similar. Answer, I, I, I mean, I guess I picked Darcy last week, but. There was less, obviously there was less form to Allen's Allen's scoring. I think it's much of a muchness. I don't think you can go wrong. I feel like Allen potentially has a bit more upside. Yeah, I would say so. We we all pegged her as a top five to start the year. Yeah. uh, And then she dipped in form, but now it seems like she's on the wing, so she has a bit more of a favorable role. And yeah, just based on what we thought she could do. She's probably the riskier pick of the two as well. Just risk v reward, however you want to play. That's the a game. good way to put it. All right, next name is Stanit at 848K. Yeah, she was awesome on the weekend. She's, and she's so good. She's cheap. She's one of the, the absolute best defenders at the moment. Yeah, this, that's all, that's yeah. all I've got to say. I would just say yes. she's probably the pick of all the primo defenders this week, just based on price. Yeah. Yeah, great. All right, we're moving on to the midfield. And Hatchard at 1.196 mil. What are we going to do? Yeah, she's probably a hold if you've got her. I don't. I don't think you'd want to be jumping off. Does have the North matchup this week, which could be troublesome. I'm not sure how bad her injury is. Well, yeah, it's. I wasn't able to watch this. I was. I was out and about, and I saw on the app it just said injured, and then but she came back on and played in the fourth quarter. I guess because they needed her, it was a tight game. It's hard to say. I traded her out because I was concerned about the injury in the first place. So. I think if you can get her to someone good, I don't mind it. Yeah, it's interesting. She's carried a couple little niggles throughout the year. My issue is just who do you get her to? There's probably only four players that I would feel comfortable trading her to, which is Marinoff, Garner, Robot, and Riddell. Other than that, there's I wouldn't I wouldn't be trading her to so anyone if she's, else. If she's your M five, you would just stick with it. Yeah, I'd okay. say so. All right. Next name, Kiara Bowers at 1.19 mil. What do you make of it? Just not for me at this stage. I'm, I, now that you've got her specifically, 
I would probably look to hold her because it's a unique. It it will be a unique move amongst the better teams. Um, and if you're trying to sort of make a big big late play, it could be the way to go. But I wouldn't be bringing her in. She's not. She just didn't really pass the eye test on the weekend, and her seasoned body of work has just not really been up to the standards that she set for herself. Yep, I can't in good faith recommend her to anyone. I've brought her in twice to ruin and ruined my season twice. Um, all right, next name is Maddie Prasparkas at 1.246 mil. Yeah, she's just been solid. I wish I wish I got her a few weeks ago. Um, don't know if she's a buy now. I just think there's better midfielders available at this point of the season. If if you've got her, possibly a hold, but that's that's where. Yeah, I well, it. if you've got her, I'm expecting. I think Essendon will be wanting to have a huge bounce back this week, and I think that'll be led by their their leaders and their veterans. Um, and I, I'd expect Matty Prasparkas to have a big game this week against Carlton, no less. Who are bad, but they have Gold Coast in the final round, so potential for a single tag. Single is suspended. Well, bad for giving up points. Single is suspended, I think, for this week, and then we'll probably be back for the final round. So, yeah. Make of that what you will. Next name. <laughs> Next name is Emma Swanson at 1.006 mil. Yeah. She's just played her best game of the season. She got 10 coaches votes, which is a good sign. I'm bringing her in this week. I think I'm doing it. She's currently in my team. I, it's it's one of those just swing for the fences moves, and that's that's what I'm doing with it. It's a It's a giant risk to bring in a player like her. For the last two games, but West Coast have a decent run. She's cheap as, and she's been a premium in the past. I think she could be massive this week. Against the Bulldogs. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's a... it's Yeah, I'm getting her. I'm doing it. Well, yeah, if you're, if you're just so... If you need a, a Wembenyama type reach <laughs> for a hat, then maybe, maybe that's what... That's the move to make, but... I again, I can't in good in good conscience recommend her. I know we've been saying like watch and wait on Swanson all all season. Like she's been dipping in price, dipping, dipping, dipping. She's definitely bottomed out now. She played a good game. She's dirt cheap, but that was her first ton since round one. She plays the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs and West Coast collectively broke the tackle record. Yeah, but the Bulldogs. <laughs> I don't know. She's just every single time she's had a hot start. And it's like oh here we go. This is this is going to be Swanson. The Swanson bounce back, and then she just fizzles out of every game. Even this game, she had a one sixteen. Yeah, she's she on like down. she was on like eighty something at half time, I think. Yeah, she slowed down. I just I think she's going to be good this week. Okay. You, you could easily just get her as a one week play, trade her next week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mon Conti one point three oh three mil. It hurts me, and I should have hot bagged you for this because you said that she doesn't have a ceiling, mate, and she dropped a one forty six. She's so good, man. She's been good. Her lowest score for the year is 80. She's just solid. She's now the fifth highest averaging midfielder, which is depressing as... <laughs> yeah, I like her, mate. I think she's a good option. It just hurts me to say. I want to defend myself I've liked here. her all year. I want to defend myself because I said she's not going to have the ceiling because she's going to get attention all the time. And the Hawks were just so dumb for not putting any attention into her. She basically single-handedly won them that game. She was just... Tearing it up. I saw at halftime in the interview, um, they interviewed Lucas Rod. <laughs> and she, they were like, oh, yeah, how about Mon Conti? Yeah, she's dominant. She's tearing up the game. And then she was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing our best to like uh, restrict her uh, her dominance without actually tagging her. Just tag. And then so she, you just, yeah, just put someone on her. It's not like, it's not like Hawthorne have a midfield that, you know, is just, D- completely demolishing dom- yeah exactly it's like you can just rotate someone out of there you know that just, that, that could have been hot bake worthy it, could, it should have been actually team yeah, looking back just general team hot bake worthy yep all right so mon conti yeah we we both we both like her as a pick um next one is bream moody 1.136 mil too yeah. expensive uh, would you chase it no nah, i don't think i would chase it good is due back Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. She's the, I mean, she's the best rock in the game. It's just the issue is just sharing the role. And now that the good score has come, it's probably unlikely that she drops another, you know, 130 plus. I will say she's probably got the biggest ceiling of all the rocks though. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, you could chase. It's at the point of the season where there's probably not much to be lost by chasing scores. But, yeah, just probably not for me. I still prefer Strom. I like Strom. <laughs> I just like Strom. I, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back at that. I'm saying I love Bree Moody as a buy. I mean, another week as solo rock. Jess Good is, a, is one week away one week? still. Okay. Yep. So she'll be a test for next week. But even if Good comes back in next week, I'm pretty sure they have St. Kilda, who are the easiest rock matchup. So she's, she's going to have two good scores to end the year. 1.136 mil is not too much, really. Yeah, you've swayed me. You've she's swayed me. Easy, like, especially without Morfit, she's easily the best rockman. Easily. I'm sorry. I know you. I know you love Strom. I love Strom too. We're both Strom fans. You're hurting me. Does the, does your photo mean nothing, cousin? <laughs> Did you just get a photo to to clown her to laugh no, in her face? I, I just said it out loud. I love Strom. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bree Moody is clearly the number one rock. Yeah, Strom honestly was a little bit disappointing against the Saints. She didn't score quite as highly as I had anticipated. Just eked over her average. Um. Yeah, Moody's clearly got a ceiling, so... Yep. All right. We're moving on to the forwards. Kate Hoare, 962K. She's cheap. She's cheap. It's... I was <laughs> I was more thinking, like, do you jump off? No. It's a hold. No? It's a hold. It's a hold for me. I just... She's a gun. She's top. She's top five. Let me make an argument for jumping off. She's clearly... I just think she's clearly top five. And her scoring has been down in recent weeks, obviously. And, and her price is... Has tanked, but as a non-owner, she's someone that I'm looking at jumping on to. I agree. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I'm a bit know. scattered. Um, so her her dip in scoring is directly correlated to Harris being out. She's played a lot deeper forward. So she had zero CBAs this week and only 25% last week. So she's had a massive dip the last two weeks. It just doesn't bother me too much. I think she's just talented enough to offset the lack of CBAs. Okay. All right. Agree to disagree on that one. But I guess I guess just wait and see if Harris is named. If she's if she's not, I would potentially jump off. I don't know. That's just me. Next name is Ella Roberts, 945k. Just just quickly back back on Hoare. Who are you going to though? Because Hoare's dropping, Morrison's dropping. There's probably three standout forwards at the moment and other than them, it's just a, an absolute rabble. So, I mean, it's well and good to jump off, but who do you get her to is is kind of the issue coming out the other side as well. Mm-hmm. Like for a player of her caliber, I'd probably rather just ride her out instead of trying to sideways her to someone like yeah. Malloy. Or- I'm just thinking for some, a lot of these coaches in the top 100 or very near the top 100 who might have like completed teams and are just looking for something to do. It's the question of, could you jump off Hall? With if Harris isn't named this week, it's just who do you trust? That's the thing. There's no one to trust there. If you if you go, if you're going her to Goldsworthy, too good or Gardner, one hundred percent jump yep. off. But yep. if it wasn't any of those three, I don't think I'd want. Yeah, it's a bit sideways. All right, that's that's good clarification. What about Ella Roberts? Same situation. Uh she's Bulldogs this week. Uh, I think I'm holding. I think yeah. I'm holding Roberts just for this week against the Dogs. We've just seen players all year smash the Dogs. It's just it's just what's been happening. They give up so many points. Roberts is coming off, what, back-to-back 90s, I think, before this week. Something um, like that, yeah. Obviously, the 47 is not ideal, but she's just been awesome all year. And it wasn't really... She's more of kind of like an outside sort of runner-type player. So, you know, the, the massive high tackle game is probably not really her style against Essendon yeah, this week to- either. Yeah, totally, yeah. All right, Nina Morrison, same situation. Um, 915K. It feels a little bit different with Nina. The thing that I'm concerned about is they play Richmond this week who do not give up points to outside runners and she's been spending a lot of time on the wing. So that's a big concern. Three lower scores in a row now. She's some that I'm looking at jumping off possibly. It feels different to Hawke where I feel like Hawke can really still have a massive impact from playing deep forward. But Morrison out on the wing, especially against Richmond, I'm just concerned this week. Yeah, she had she had fifty four percent CBAs this week and zero the week before. Yeah, so, so she was completely on the wing the week before. This week she started on the wing, and then I think they swapped her and Maloney out. Found her way inside towards the end of the game that where in- they needed they needed a bit of a boost. They switched things up. Yeah, the, the inconsistent role is a bit of a concern. She actually had more CBAs than I thought in the end. Yeah, 
Uh, again, it, it kind of just depends on who you're trading her to. Well, her scoring picked up as soon as she was put inside. I think she was on 15 at halftime. So, she ha- she actually had a good second half. And considering she's at 915k, I'm kind of Man, I'm kind hold. of on team hold. All right. You swayed me again. Yeah. All right. Sabrina Frederick at 1.027 mil. Yeah. She's had a terrific season. It's kind of... I, I won't say come from nowhere, but it's sort of how it feels... Uh, well, uh, her role her role changed after round one. She became full time rock for yeah. Collingwood, and since then, I mean, she she steadily built from it. So she went a seventy and then a sixty, but then since then, she's gone 170, 70, 90, 90. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about bringing her in at this stage. Possibly just a yeah. I don't. It's not for me. I reckon she's probably the best of the cheap forwards. Like obviously cheap. As, sorry, uh, let me rephrase that. She's the cheapest of the primo forwards. So you've got obviously Gardner, very expensive, but also everyone owns her at this point. They've got Sid- too good. They've got a ruckless, not ruckless, but a morphetless Sydney this week as well. There you go. So I, I actually really like it. Um, probably the cheapest we'll see her for the last two weeks. So if you are looking for someone to upgrade, someone like say, say Harris isn't named this week. It it costs you less than 100k. Oh, mate, whore to Frederick. Whore could easily I drop another 60 and Frederick could turn up again. I just don't like that trade. It just doesn't feel... It just feels wrong. It feels all kinds of wrong. If you look up the match... If you look at the matchups and the role changes though... I know. It, it, I tick that off. It's just... I 100% tick it's that It's just off. very... What's the word I'm looking for? I can't find it. I just don't have the word. It's... <laughs> I don't know. It, very nitpicky. It's not the word I was looking for, but it'll do. Just to get... I don't know. I don't. I just don't like it. Whore to reactionary. Whore to reactionary. Fre- I wouldn't even call it reactionary. It's just. It's just unnecessary tinkering. That's how I. I that's how I feel about it. Okay. All right. Last name: Chloe Malloy. One point oh one two mil. Which I mean, she's probably clearly a hold now after a massive score. Finally, mate. Finally, she's currently sandwiched her season with. Well, almost soundtrack season with tons. Just, it was nice to get some return from her. You're probably not buying because she's had the big score, but you're definitely holding as an owner. I almost feel like it's a bit of a trick. You've got to hold her. You can't <laughs> trade someone who just got. <laughs> if I had no issues, I would consider going her to too good. You can't it, purely just for the fact that the B is so low now as well. You've just got to hold her at this point. Like one thirty-seven. Sydney absolutely dominated the Bulldogs. Like, yeah, of course. We saw, Everyone it's does. the same thing that Geelong did in round one. Like, we, we all had inflated views of what these players were like. Like, Darcy Maloney scored it's a not- 90. Prasparkas, 140. Amy McDonald, 120. And then you're like, wow, these are the must-have players. We've got to chase them. It's like, Sydney did the same thing. Ella Heads, yeah, season not- high. The- it's not a chase, to be clear. <laughs> I, I, I I said you wouldn't be getting her, but if you've if you've owned it, why would you trade her after one thirty seven? She had she had her lowest CBAs for the season. But why would you trade her after one thirty seven? Low BE, biggest score of the year. Biggest score of her career, I'm pretty sure. I just I it's, feel it in my bones. She's gonna drop a sixty this week. <laughs> she might, but again, she, yeah. who do you get her to? Why would you why would you trade out someone who just scored one thirty seven to someone who like I said well, earlier, if I could get it to too good, if I didn't have issues, I would trade it to too good. Maybe to too good. Like, too good, Goldsworthy, and Gardner are just clearly the best three forwards. You would you could trade any player to them. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that is, that's a fair assessment. But trading someone who, yeah, again, just coming off an absolutely monster score where she looked like a world beater, it just doesn't feel right. Like, it, it's not like she's at the end of her prolonged run of form and now she's declining like she literally just played her best game and she could continue that form not i don't think she'll score that well again but it wouldn't surprise me if she scored 85 next week and that at her price smashes her beer goes up again just is a solid score all right awesome time for knights of the round table we're knights of the round table we dance where we're able we do routines, we call the scenes, we put work in bed cable. We dine well here in Camelot, we eat ham and jam and spam art. <laughs> Alright, Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> You're ruining this night. God damn it. <laughs> it's, t- it's Knights of the Round Table. It's time for our best 16 chat. 
<laughs> I thought you were leading it. For our listeners, I swear you were leading it from this point onwards. Probably very confused. We had like three takes of trying to start just. <laughs> but no, mate, you lead now, I'll lead from the list. All right. Question. Why don't you kick us off with the defenders? So essentially, I'm leading. I've led it, but I want you to start. All right. Well, let me get my notes up. There we go. All right. So one Charlotte Thomas, Angelique Stanett, Chantel Emerson, Emma Carney, Emma O'Driscoll, Tani Evans. Evans, six? As my honourable. Oh, as the honourable. Okay. Honourable, man. We have to make that clear. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, all right. My five are Charlie Thomas, Emma Carney, Chantel Emerson, M. O'Driscoll, and Stanett. Honourable mention. What's with Tarnie you and Stanett, mate? You disrespect her every week, mate. Every single week of the year, you've disrespected <laughs> Stanett on the pod. You've either got a not in there or an honourable mention. I'm sorry, and I, when she finally creeps her way and she's fifth after just being like the best there, defender. No, she was in there last week. Is she the highest averaging defender? I think she is. She, she might be. She, if she, if not, she's second highest. You got. I'm sorry, fifth? she is too low. I, t- I take that right back. She's at number three. For she me. is the highest averaging defender. She's at number By three for a, me. A, a landslide, mate. <laughs> She, but 2.1 points more than Carney she's averaging. Fifth, disgraceful. <laughs> All right, who are your mids? <laughs> All right, Noffy, Garner, Rowbottom, Riddell, Conti, fifth, and then Ali Anderson is my honourable mention. <clears throat> okay, I've got the same five as you. I've got Rowbottom at two. I just I like her matchups. Um, Conti's still at five, but it, the fifth one is a bit of a is a raffle. It could, Hatchard could easily make it in there. Yeah. But again, injury cloud is enough to just the poor score. To throw Conti in there. Um and I've got a little Bowers question mark. Nah. You can't. You just you, no. if she gets over the injury if she there's two weeks left and she just scored a hobbling eighty. Nah. Alright. The ship that's why there's a question mark. The ship has sailed, cousin, I'm sorry. I'm right. just, I'm just holding I'm holding faith because I'm an owner. Alright, Rux, I've got Moody and then honorable mention to Strom. Yep, I've got Moody with no honourable mentions. You hate Strom. <laughs> Is it just Freo? I love Min Strom. I said it already. Vendetta? I don't. I don't. Yeah, piss him I out. I don't. All right, forwards, I've got Gardner, Too Good, Goldsworthy, Hoare, Malloy, Roberts as my honourable mention. Okay, we, we slightly differ here. I've got Gardner, Too Good, Goldsworthy, Morrison, Frederick with honourable mentions to Hoare and Roberts. Yeah, look, I think I was a bit reactive on Morrison. I'll pu- I'll bump Morrison back up to sixth. Sixth. Okay. My honourable mention. I'll take Roberts out. I don't know why. I kept her in there. I just... I don't, Morrison's been frustrating me. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I still think... Yeah. I think she bounces back. Yeah, probably. All right. That wraps up our best 16s. We'll get into the listener questions. Now, the first one here is from Ash Nankervis at Nank Tanks. Love your podcast, fellas. Thanks. Oh, Ash, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it hugely. I'm about 100 points off a hat and traded out Malloy instead of Ella Roberts last week. Dot, dot, dot. Do I dump Hoare, Morrison, or Roberts? Thinking Frederick for a pod. You can take this one, cousin. Uh, who are the names again to dump? Hoare, Morrison, or Roberts? Hoare, Morrison, Roberts. Uh, it's probably Kate Hoare if Harris isn't named. That's a that's a clear one to me. If Harris is named, oh, maybe Roberts. Maybe Roberts. even against the dogs. Like even against the dogs. Hoare and Morrison at this stage of their careers are just are uh, a significant step above Ella Roberts as a fantasy scorer. I would say. Um, Agree with you about Hall, though. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Roberts is is the one that sort of sticks out to me there. I would honestly, yeah. See, Morrison to Frederick feels sideways to me. Um, Roberts, and any of them to Frederick seem sideways except for Hall, which, if, which, yeah. if Harris isn't named, if that makes sense. Yeah, cool. All right. Next one from Tim at Flicker Tim. Is Amy Smith a play in defense with North's run home? We kind of already covered it. North's run home. Don't they have Adelaide this week? Adelaide and then the dogs, I believe. Yeah, Adelaide then dogs. That sounds right to me. It's a no for me. Yeah, it's also a no. Cool. Next one from Corey Blackledge at Corzab213. Thoughts on Hall to Randall, Morrison to Conway, and Daisy Darcy to O'Driscoll. 
it just totally dawned on me that we didn't talk about Chelsea Randall in the players before. Yeah, we didn't. That's, overs- that's my fault. That's totally my fault. I will own that. Um, I will piggyback onto blaming you for it. <laughs> <laughs> you dog. Um, you're a bad cousin. Sorry, um, But I do like Chelsea Randall. Um, me too. I think me I too. read... I don't like those trades, though. It just feels incredibly sideways to me. Hall to Randall, Morrison to Conway, Daisy Darcy to O'Driscoll. Oh. I mean, nah, I can't... I can't really get around Horta Randall and Morrison to Conway, to be honest. Daisy Darcy to O'Driscoll is a bit of an upgrade, but I'd probably be looking to do something else there. Just two sideways forward trades, um, and you're trading out two two girls that have basically been stalwarts of the top five for the entire year. Feels like a bit of an unnecessary risk. Just quickly on Randall, Sarah Allen is potentially available this week. Um, she's a test, and if she comes in, Chelsea Randall is basically guaranteed to play like forward of the ball as like a mid forward. So, um, I really like Chelsea Randall as an option if that's the case. And again, I've been banging on about this with Hoare. If Harris is back, then you hold Hoare. So then, yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't tick off those trades. Cool. Next question from Leo Beveridge at Leo Beveridge one Bowers or Ali Anderson? It's Anderson for me every day of the week. Yeah, it has. It, it's it's Anderson for me too. Um, Bowers, there is a world where she gets back to her best. It could be this week, but again, I can't recommend it. I ruined. I tanked my own season doing it. So yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't like it at this stage. Next one from Jacob at Jacob Knock One. Who goes out for Roberts? Morrison Barr or Malloy? Out of those three, it's Barr for me comfortably. Yeah. Barr still has the CBA role. I wouldn't be surprised if she turns it around. She got injured last week, so there's a reason for her poor score. So really, she's only had one poor game that you that you can't really explain. I don't... Yeah, I don't really like any of them, but she's the one that I would pick. Yes, yep. Cool. Next one from Ben Hawkey at Hawkey Ben. Need to get Bruton, Ty Smith, and Wardlaw out. Which trade-ins best? Swanson, Blackburn, and Randall, or Swanson, Bates, slash Mayor King, and Frederick? Ooh. Swanson, Blackburn, and Randall for me. Yeah. I, I think I'm slightly leaning towards that too. I'm still sad that I don't have Ellie Blackburn <laughs> anymore. All right. Next question from TM at Muscles SC. What's a better combo, Ali Anderson and Chelsea Randall or Emily Bates and Nina Morrison? Anderson and Randall for me. Bates dropped a 39 two weeks ago. Anderson's such an interesting one. I do want to talk about her briefly. Talk about her then, cousin. Because she's she's borderline top five, but she hasn't scored over 120 all season. So the thing that is, is great is her consistency, but it's sort of the time of season where there's like there's only two rounds left. So there could be someone that could easily score way more than her. Yeah, there'll for be sure. a handful of mids that that will, in my in my humble opinion. Wanker. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I totally agree. But in the for the case of Anderson v Bates, or Anderson and Randall v Bates and Morrison, I'm just I I'm holding a grudge against Bates for what she did to me two weeks ago. Thirty nine. You do not want someone who who can score that badly. Whilst being tagged. Ali Anderson got tagged two weeks ago and still turned up. Yeah. I mean, like, that just speaks volumes to me. Yeah. Who? So, who was the other forward? It was Morrison and, and Randall that were the two forwards, right? Yeah. So, it's Anderson and Randall or Bates and Morrison. Man, if, if Randall has the role that we're hoping that she has from this week, there's every chance that she scores more than Morrison anyway. So, that, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Agree massively. Next one from Caleb Leithard at Celeb1313. I hope that I've not butchered that. Uh, thoughts on Thomas to Carney as a cash grab to get Morrison to too good? Yes. I, I, I will tick that off. I'm actually... <laughs> just a quick little spoiler. I'm actually planning on trading um, Thomas myself all the way down to Geordie Allen to finally get the money to get Noffy. It's it's been long enough. It's tanked my whole season. Um well, when I say tanked, it, I'm I'm ranked 176. You could still win a hat, man. I could still but 
But I don't think I'm going to get there without Noffy. She's too good. Like, every time she has a big week, I go down in rank, no matter how good my team is. So, yes, I, you can, I tick that off. Yeah. Last question from Damon at Melvasaurus. <laughs> is Lucy single suspended? Um, I think so. Yeah. From the news that I read in the injury report, she, she's in Gold Coast's injury list and it says suspended week 10, I believe. Let me double check that. Yep. Skadoodles. We will swiftly move on now. I'm not even going to let you check. I did. Yep. I'm correct. You are correct. Yeah. Of course. We'll move on to the Cousins Crystal Ball. <laughs> Professor Filoni. He will return tonight. Sorry. Cousin, it's time. The goofy part of the pod is upon us, and I'm a happy man. I'm an excited man. I love to get goofy with it and weird and have a good time and end the pod on a funny note. The Cousins Crystal Ball, last week you said Charlie Rowbottom would outscore Noffy and Noffy would still go 120+. plus. You were wrong. I've got to stop betting against Noffy. (laughs) (laughs) It's wishful thinking, and it it just goes badly every single time. Two weeks in a row I've wasted my prediction on... Betting against Noffy. Will you do it again this week? No, nah, I've learnt my lesson. Coward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, last week I said Mimstrom would go 95 plus. She went 85. She didn't do it. I'm angry. I'm not angry, but I am disappointed because I thought she would be better against the Saints. Bree Moody just was an absolute behemoth as well, which made it sting a little bit more. What have you got for us this week, cousin? Noffy sub 100. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not It's not my real prediction. <clears throat> my real prediction is possibly more bold. I'm ready. Bowers. No. Nah. 100 plus against Melbourne. <laughs> 100 plus? Against Bowers. the best team. She averaged 122 last year in shorter games. You can't have that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a she's got a knee injury. Doesn't matter. It's got to be like one twenty plus for Bowers at least. Mel- Melbourne is the is the hardest <laughs> team. Yeah, but it's Bowers. I know she's been bad. She's been bad, but she you can't know how how many games she played this year. Five, and she's turned up three times. No, twice. It's not bold enough. <laughs> it's not even close. I think she's only played four. You've got to go one no. twenty. You've got to go one twenty plus for Bowers. It's she's just it's Bowers, man. Even though she's injured and out of form, it's it's Bowers. We'll meet in the middle. One ten. Like, no, nah. against Melbourne, it's Bowers. Yeah, it's but Bowers. <laughs> she can do that in her sleep, mate. All she has to do is be <clears throat> not crippled, and she she'll get it. It's, it's Bowers. I don't. She averaged 122 Garner, in shorter games. Jazz Garner and Riddell both sucked against Melbourne. Suck is a strong word. Yeah, maybe. Riddell maybe. almost turned up. <laughs> and she got going too. What about 115? It's you Bowers. won't even give me 115. It's Bowers. I'll tell you mine, my prediction, and then we'll return to yours, all right? Yeah, acting as if Bowers is, is going to be... It's Bowers. Yeah, it is, but it's an injured Bowers. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like if you if you, like you really think she's going to be that good, you should be bringing her in. I don't. I'm not saying or recommending other people to I'm, do the I'm same not saying, thing. Hey guys, guarantee Bowers goes 140 plus this week. I'm just saying it's not a bold prediction for her to go 100 plus. I think it is. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're a yeah. I'm you're a peanut. It's not enough. It's Bowers, man. My 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 prediction this week is Swanson to go one ten plus for the second week in a row. I don't. Uh, she isn't half the player Bowers is. I know Bowers is her, but it's Bowers. It's Bowers. Come on. How do you feel about Swanson one? Yeah, I'm thinking about that now. My brain's overloaded. Because I want to defend my prediction, but also tear yours down. Um, give him. All right. How about this? I'll make it really bold. All right. But I want two points for it. If I get it. If it's bold enough. One. Forty-five plus. For two points. <laughs> One forty-five is massive. All right. Yeah, for two points. All right. <laughs> My season is resting on this. But I want two points for mine. Not for a 110. 125 plus. 
for Swanson. And you get two points for it? Yeah. Done. All right. I'm shaking on that. Yeah. <laughs> we've gone, we've hammered it down. We've gone hard on the bold predictions this week. The crystal ball. It feels good. You're like Dodoro, Adrian Dodoro. You're a hard man to bargain with. Hey. I just I love a good deal for me, <laughs> not a not a fair deal, a, a deal that suits yeah. me and only me. All right, all right, that's what Adrian Dodoro does. Cool. We will move on now to fantasy proverbs. Fantasy proverbs, cousin. It's time for some inspiration. Fantasy proverbs. This week we've decided not to swap and explain our proverbs, which I'm a little bit disappointed about because mine is. It's kind of a funny one. You can send it to me. Uh, no, nah, but then I don't get to explain anything. That's not fun for me. <laughs> I want to. I want to do some explaining. Well, you can't. You can't explain mine if you want. I'll be sad, mate. Nah, we'll go. We'll revert back to the old okay, way just right. for this week, and you can all do right. yours. I'll do mine. Who do you want to go first, me or you? Um, I'll go first. All right, take it away. All right. So this quote is from Warren Buffett, and it is this: "The Buff Man, the Buff Man, beware the investment activity that produces applause." The great moves are usually greeted by yawns. We spend so much time chasing these outlandish speculative picks, crazy pods, doing silly things, and in the process, we often just make our teams much worse. For me, that was chasing Kiara Bowers. I spun this narrative in my head that she was going to be absolutely fit it was going to rocket me into the top 100 and I would go down in fantasy history as a genius coach. But really, I've got egg on my face, mud on my face. You're a big disgrace. <laughs> I am a big disgrace. Uh. It's disappointing. But the, the real point and the, the point that Buffett is trying to make is that people fantasize about these great, miraculous decisions when it comes to investing in the stock market, you know, picking the absolute gem, the diamond in the rough. But in reality, he's saying the best investments and the best investors are the ones that continually pick good investments that might seem boring. And for me, I've just ignored Noffy all season. I mean, people would argue that it's exciting because she's the number one player in the comp. But to me, it's boring to chase the most owned player, the most owned midfielder. It is boring. It is. It's like... Well, I've gone without her this far. I want to see if I can... Surely she comes back down to earth and I finally finally get to pump my fist and say, this is victory. This is what it feels like to be right, to stand my ground. I almost traded her out two weeks ago. Yeah. It's enjoyable being unique, mate. I think that's the point. Yeah, we we chase these unique things, but at the end of the day, the best moves are sometimes just the boring ones. And I just want you to keep that in mind with these two weeks left. You might go, oh, I have to do crazy things. But maybe the best thing to do is just to chase the boring play and let your, let your team do what it does best, which is score points. All right. It's funny because my proverb is essentially the inverse <laughs> of what you just said. It's from the great man himself, Will Ferrell from the other guys. Are you a big man, huh? I'm talking to you. Do you wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to put on my big boy pants? Look, I'm wearing a belt. i got my big boy pants on. We don't do this. Is this how you conduct yourself in a democracy? And what that means, cousin, is you have to put on your big boy pants. You've got to get out the bat, the bazooka, and absolutely fire the cannons and swing for the fences, mate. Now is the time. You can't play it safe. If you're just outside the top 100... You're first or you're last. You don't get prizes for finishing 101st. You don't win gift vouchers for finishing 11th. No, you've got to get inside any way you can. Don't play it safe. Fire the cannons. Get going. Put your big boy pants on. Look at yourself in the mirror and take some goddamn risks because it's the time for risks, cousin. So you are recommending Kiara Bowers. Put on your big boy pants. And get Kiara Bowers in your team. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 145 plus. You heard it here first. You've got to do it, people. You've, you've got to put your big boy pants on and conduct yourself like a big boy. Or a big girl. That's how we act in a d- democracy. Mm. Or a big girl. Yes. Put your big girl pants on. Yep. I will. Do it, please. <clears throat> All right. And on that note, 
We're going to wrap up. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Cousins Fantasy Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Cousins Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Cousins underscore AFL underscore fantasy. Subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you listen to your podcast. And good luck with the round ahead. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.